Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. Here with a name you, you know, John Moxley. John, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Back in Ohio. Big, uh, yeah. big show tomorrow night, Cleveland debut for AEW, so I'm pretty excited. Do you ever get people that kind of assume that Cleveland's like right in your backyard just because it's in Ohio? Yeah, not so much. Uh, <laughs> four and a half hours difference. Uh, Cleveland's right on the top. Uh, as you just said, you know, Cincinnati's on the bottom, and uh, but... It's the Buckeye State, you know, you see the Ohio license plate when you land in town, and you, you know, gives you a certain home feeling, so it's a, I feel like I got a hometown advantage, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, so you, you've been with AEW for uh, about eight or nine months now, what, what do you think are some of the things that AEW has done that, that are just like a home run, that whether they involve you or not? Uh, so many great matches, uh... So many great, just uh, kind of uh, authentic performances from uh, you know, you know, pro wrestlers in general. Kind of uh, to get into this uh, crazy profession, you got to be kind of a renegade, kind of a gypsy, kind of a rebel type, uh, wandering spirit soul. And uh, the people that have come to AEW and the people that have kind of uh, gravitated toward being people that are part of this roster are the most renegades, the most rebellious, the guys with uh, kind of the most free spirits and uh, being kind of totally unencumbered by anything. You know, you see the, it's inspiring just to watch, you know, uh, guys, you know, whether they got a mic in their hand, whether they're having a tag team match or whatever it is, just to see these, all these different performers, you know, there's just, it's one home run right after another, you know, uh, and uh, the biggest uh, kind of thing that's really driving the whole thing forward is the fans. Just the fans have been amazing in every single city we've gone to, you know, we're, uh, and we're pulling out all the stops because every, every time we go into a new market, every time we go anywhere, right now it's a new market. So, you know, we come into Cleveland this week, we're in Miami last week, pulling out all the stops because we want to make sure that, like, when people leave – we can't wait till AEW comes yeah. back. 
It's not going to be – this ain't Barnum and Barely Circus comes through a few times a year. Maybe you go, maybe you don't. Like, if AEW's in town, we got to go. And uh, just the uh, the foot on the gas pedal is just really awesome. But, like I said, it's it's really the fans have brought the energy. You know, it's incredibly uh, – and it makes you want to perform – at a higher level for them, you know, even we're on a friggin' boat for four days with these fans, and, but it's the AEW fans have been the greatest fans in the world. Is that your first time wrestling on a boat? Yeah. But the, I've wrestled in stranger places. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, and you just underwent a pretty drastic change in your career moving from WWE to AEW and New Japan. And, you know, I'm not going to say, act like WWE isn't physical. Of course it is, and the schedule is so demanding. What kind of adjustments have you had to make? Because... So a lot of this stuff, like the lights out match with Kenny, it's it's very reminiscent of what you did early in your career. And as I'm talking to you, you got an eye patch on because of a pretty uh, violent situation you were in. How do you adjust from the tough schedule of WWE and balance that with the uh, kind of physical adjustments to AEW and New Japan? Uh, it's day to day for me. The schedule really hasn't backed off much at all. I mean, I had about a month off when I first left WWE, and then. Uh, kind of put my foot to the gas pedal and been going pretty hard ever since uh, with wrestling, with you know, movie stuff, with uh, and even just you know trying and injuries, which put a a couple of different injuries put kind of a damper on a lot of things. So having to get myself healthy, so it's kind of day to day. You know, sometimes you feel really good, sometimes you need to uh, take a little more time to uh, rest or recover or whatever. You know, I, you don't want to over schedule yourself or make it too uh demanding but on the other hand uh it's kind of just in my nature to do i'll go right from cleveland to japan and then back to alabama then back to japan again and then uh you know so it's kind of you just take as it comes you know but uh one that's the thing too is like the it, it doesn't feel like i'm uh clocking in for work or being told like here's what you gotta do go do this uh if I come do like today, like a media day, like today, it feels like something I want to do. Something I'm like, like yeah, for sure. Like I'll come in a day early and promote the product because yeah. I'm passionate about the product. It doesn't feel like a job, and you know, it's that uh, it's that energy from the fans that just keeps you even when you're on a freaking boat for four days. I had so much fun. I couldn't wait to wrestle every night because it was just. You know, I love that. Uh, I love that feeling, you know, I love just the process. I just love wrestling. Yeah. I love the process of just getting warmed up, you know, thinking of ideas to do, feeling the freedom of you can go out there and do whatever you want and uh, just kind of uh, – I feel like I'm 18 right now, you know. So and every chance to get out there in front of these AEW crowds, it's just as soon as you go back to the curtain, it's not like, oh, my God, I need an ice pack and <laughs> – I want to get in the car and get the whole next. Get me to the next town. It's like I can't wait to get out there again. Or like, you know, it's, it's addictive feeling we got going on right now with this. Uh, the beginnings of this new thing uh, called AEW, and even going to Japan. You know, I love the fan, totally different style, that atmosphere, and everything over there. But it's the uh, it's the fans that keep coming back. You, you mentioned Japan. And we've seen some crossover there. Jericho's over there. You're over there. Do you think that, that that relationship will ever blossom? I know that there were definitely some hurt feelings with how some of the guys left New Japan. But 
is is that something you even experience or hear about over there and how do you think that would work if if it did uh i mean the new japan is in japan yeah and AEW is in america mm-hmm. and that's where the business is uh two different business models and you know that's the home base for both places so i don't think it's that they need to necessarily uh completely marry the brands together or sure. anything like that but I, I don't know whether the door is open closed shut whatever if there's a screen door i don't know because i think i just found my own door yeah i'm just going back you know i go through whatever fucking door i want so it's all good sorry no it's okay it's okay speaking of i mean shota umino that was one of the the hottest things of last year i don't know if you keep up with this type of thing but digitally that blew everything in new japan out of the water on YouTube last year, and he gained quite a following. Was was that something that was your idea, or was that something that was brought to you? Um, well, basically, I needed a partner for, <laughs> for tag matches every single yeah. night, and I'm not a part of any of the uh, factions. factions or groups over there, so uh, that just uh, you know worked out uh, perfectly for me. Have you have you followed any of his stuff since he's kind of went on excur- excursion? So to speak? I know I know he's in the UK and having a good time from what I hear. So uh, hopefully you know he comes back and is a, a big big star one of these days. And uh, when I'm all old and broken down and you know need a payday, maybe he'll do me a favor. Yeah, I had interviewed uh, Lance Archer ahead of your all's match at Wrestle Kingdom, and he, he was hoping that Shota would show up. He just said he wanted to punch him in the face. I asked him if he would kind of adopt him and he was like no i'm not interested in that i just want to beat up shota and the next thing i know he's trying to smother you with a plastic bag yeah that's that's an experience right he's not eco-friendly yeah did not that was not a yeah it um i never want to get smothered with a plastic bag again it's not a you know that sucks that's that's some horror movie shit that you know but very cool very you know the violent aesthetic, very cool. You know that was brutal. Speaking of violent very, settings, very, very murdery. Speaking of violent settings, I know you got a blood sport as well, and th- this isn't like your first type of match doing this. You did one with Killer Cross at Future Stars of Wrestling that I thought was a lot of fun. How did that situation come about? Uh, which which one? With Killer Cross. Oh, uh, they had a show in uh, Vegas, and I was at home, <laughs> so I. Just basically showed up. It was for lack of better. uh, That basically all there was to it, you know. And I'd I'd known he, you know, he'd put out a pretty cool video trying to call me out or whatever. Mm -hmm. He clearly was trying to make something happen, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But I I don't even know if we will ever be in the same company at the same time. He's impact or whatever, and it just so happened he was working in. uh, he was on the show in Vegas while I was in Vegas. So I was like, oh, okay, well, just seemed to work out perfectly. So, you know, I just, uh, I just showed up. And, you know, that's the cool thing about, about now, like I said, like I feel like I'm 18 again. And I just, I love, I love wrestling. I love being in the ring. I love different styles of matches. I, uh, you know, I just love being in front of, uh, you know, passionate wrestling fans. And there's so m- many of them out there right now. It's kind of a, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a boom period or not or a renaissance or whatever, but I feel like it's it's kind of cool to be a wrestling fan in 2020 and there's just so many different styles and ideas and stuff and I you know I kind of want to dabble in as much as stuff as possible. So if I might just show up at a uh 
if I just want to show up at an indie show because it's a Saturday night and I feel like it, if there's an opponent that I think hmm. I want to wrestle or uh, there's some, some new move I want to try out, I might yeah. just show up and I might be on a card unadvertised, you don't know. And, uh, you know, things like blood sport and independent wrestling, you know, I want to be able to do some more of that in 2020 as, as the time and schedule that allows and the different, you know, places you know i want to get back to like uk and europe you know and uh again great fans over there and i haven't uh had a chance to go over there since leaving wwe so there's all these different places and kind of things i want to do that i'm kind of trying to look at and and uh you know basically the world is my kind of oyster right now you, know? you have the freedom to do whatever you want right now yeah you know so i mean that's a situation that's a, a stark contrast from the one that you were in because you would not have been able to work a Josh Barnett's Bloodsport show or, or New Japan, for that matter, in WWE. Was was that a, a, a selling point of joining AEW for you? Uh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You know, it. Uh, I didn't have a uh, real clear vision of like where my career was going to go when I was leaving I just knew you know I kind of thought I would kind of take myself off Broadway kind of so to speak for a while because I was like I don't really know I don't even know what I am or what I want to do anymore I didn't really even have a clear vision for myself I figured like I would just disappear and go off the grid and wrestle in Japan or somewhere else or put a mask on and do indies I have no idea I had no idea didn't have a real set plan uh I just kind of wanted to go over the wind took me and just the timing of AEW popping up at the exact same time and, uh, you know, their goals. Uh, you know, first time I sat down to talk with them, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Does that match up with your goals, which, which you're going to do? And it, and it, and it does. So, uh, you know, I'm just, we're off to the races. Who were the people that you initially talked to about coming into the company? Uh, oh, Cody Rhodes, who I've known for – you know, uh, a long time for years we worked together in WWE, and obviously been uh, friend, friends was friends with Jericho before he stabbed <laughs> him in the eye. You know, then things things took a turn for the worse real quick there. But you know, and uh, even back then, I knew that uh, Jericho ain't stupid. He's uh, always got his finger on the pulse. He's one of the smarter guys, and if uh, if he was going to take a chance that this is for real and risk his reputation and, you know, his time and he believed in it, you know, it seemed like that was a, a sign that this like could be for real. Cause there's so many things over the years that have popped up. Like this is going to be the new thing. And it lasts for a couple of years mm -hmm. or, you know, like quote unquote money marks or whatever yeah. started promotion and it, around for a little while and then it goes in the tubes or uh you hear a lot there's you know you hear a lot of promises so even the first time i ever talked to AEW and you know the top secret tv deal nobody knows we're gonna get yet i'm like is that for real like so i was like okay if this is all for real and this is how i see my career going and the things i want to do and if we then i'm on board and uh it all is working out swimmingly so far, you know, just to be on the uh, on the forefront, on the cusp of something new, like, is, is really cool. 
And the, like I said, the fans can feel the energy. You know, they feel like they're a part of something new. Yeah. There's just so much positive energy. You know, the other day on the boat, all the fans were like hugging and high-fiving <laughs> each other and everything. It's kind of like, uh, it's like ECW, but the opposite. It's yeah. like, there's no, it's not like uh, fueled by vitriol or hatred at all. It's just, it's just positivity. Cause it's like, Oh, it's almost like people are starting to realize like, Oh, you kind of like wrestling too. Oh, so do I. And now we can, uh, the world is so much more in communication with each other now today with like social media and so sure. forth. So now everybody can kind of, whether they come out to an AEW show or they go on a Jericho cruise or whatever, they can, now they can be part of like a community and, and it's cool, yeah. you know? And, We've talked a lot about adjustments and stuff. I mean, your finishing move has underwent major adjustments since leaving WWE. Like, we're seeing you do it off the top rope. We're seeing you do it in different ways. Some people taking it in ways that maybe they couldn't have in WWE. Is that something that was, like, a concentrated effort on your part? Like, I want to revolutionize this about me as well? Uh, just kind of happened uh, naturally. Uh Really, kind of, kind of started doing that. Uh, the, the super DT, the Death Rider, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Do uh, you have a difference in specifically like that you differentiate them with? What do you mean? Because I mean, you've got a few different names for it at this point. I mean, you've had Dirty Deeds, you've had Death Rider. Although there there are some slight differences in them. Yeah. Well, to me, it's fucking DDT. Uh, <laughs> Depending on uh, who wants to copyright what and what company or whatever, you know, can't ever be Dirty Deeds anymore, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I like, to me, the big one is like the special one. Juice Robinson, I guess, invented that uh, in a match with him. And uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's just kind of because my mind is all natural because my mind is just so like free flowing and there's no kind of limits on any of yeah. my, uh, there's no limits on me right now. So if it's like, if I can do it off the top rope, I, I'm likely to just do it off the top rope or whatever, or through two tables in the Tokyo dome or whatever, you know, like I'm or through a glass table yeah. or whatever. Now there's no, all these things just come naturally, you know, and I can do different stuff for a finish. I can work more submissions. I can just let my mind go and do whatever it wants to do and uh, just see what happens, you know? I always wondered, uh, when you moved away from the headlock driver, was that like a call from you, a call from WWE, who who decided to, to switch to the DDT? Oh, uh, I, because that's a real, a headlock driver is awesome if, you got the right guy. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it to the right guy, it can be like the nastiest, coolest pile driver looking thing in the world. Or if the guys are taller than you, which so many of the guys in WWE are taller than me, it can be just like really awkward and stupid looking. I think I gave it to Randy Orton one time. Who's like, has a sort of a significant height advantage on me. And it's just like, it just was awkward. And I was like, that's it. I'm switching this up. It was Joey Mercury's actually idea to switch to the the double arm uh, DDT, and I'd never really done that before, and uh, kind of uh, really kind of perfected the timing and the snap, and now I can do it in my sleep, and uh, one of the better looking ones that I think you'll see. So yeah, 
as we wrap up, how would you assess your your career post WWE? Like, is is it everything that you you hoped it would be when you were not happy in WWE? Uh, I couldn't be more uh, thrilled. I, like I said, I I didn't know if I'd just disappear for a year, or two years. I don't know. Figure out how I wanted to, what I wanted to do. I just knew I just wanted to have a fun and wrestling again. And it's like it all came back so quickly. It was almost like. Uh, like waking up out of a long nap or something like it's like keep going back to it. Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm 18 again. Like I can't wait to keep getting back in the ring and trying new stuff. And I pop up into the middle of the night, like, Ooh, with like ideas and stuff. And, um, and I like to just go to the ring sometimes with no ideas and just see what happens on the fly. And just cause, uh, now I feel like my, uh, all my synapses are firing and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know how, uh, you know, fan, like, I didn't really know how coming into like AW and stuff when I showed up on the first night, I didn't even know if they boo or they cheer or make no noise or what. I had no idea really. Uh, so like I said, that's what's so, so great about wrestling fans, you know, is it's like they, uh, they're always so appreciative of when you put in, uh, when you put your body on the line for them, and they when they know you have the same passion for this that they do. Wrestling fans are the greatest fans in the world. Like you just saw this weekend, Edge, who hasn't wrestled in nine years, comes back to like the, like you never left, you know, to a hero's welcome. And that's I think that's how wrestling fa- wrestling fans are a special kind of fan, and they just uh, they can push you along to where you need to go. And I've just been – I can't be more grateful to, you know, everybody who's kind of helped push me along on this ride so far. And, you know, we're only uh, you know, a matter of months into it, and we got, you know, years and years to go, hopefully uh, many, many years. And uh, I just can't wait to see, uh, you know, what's on the horizon because it could be anything. You know, I got uh, – you know, I got a lot of big fish to fry right now. Uh got – uh, Chris Jericho and my uh, my one-eyed uh, line of vision. I got Manu- <laughs> I got Minoru Suzuki in my sights. I got Josh Barnett in my sights. I got uh, stuff that full slate. Yeah, and I got stuff in the back of my mind that people don't even know yet. And that's uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's an exciting time, you know. Just uh, trying to be uh, just grateful and living living the moments, you know. Like I said, just being in the ring, just you know. Just that, just the process of just being like, oh, I get to wrestle today. Like being stuck in this boat for four days. I'm like, all right, I got to be stuck in a boat with a bunch of people. I don't know for four days. I can, you know, I'm not, not necessarily claustrophobic, but I'm not so sure I want to be stuck in some tiny little cabin or like how big is this boat? You know, my social anxieties and all my neuroses are going to come to the forefront when I'm stuck in the boat with people or whatever. But like, it was fun to just like wrestle for three days in a row with great fans. I was like, and uh, you know, I got to wrestle Christopher Daniels for the first time, and you know, it'll be over fifteen years since I had my first match. I've just never happened across paths with him. He's a guy I watched when I was a teenager, and like VHS tapes, uh, legend. So it's like to be able to just get in a ring with uh, across another guy off the list. That's like one of those guys you've always wanted to work for. It was cool too, you know. But just. Uh, 
just wrestling every day. You know, my point of bringing up the boat was that it was like all these people are on their vacation or whatever. But like for me, every day is a fucking vacation. I get to wrestle. <laughs> I get to wrestle for a living, you know? Yeah. So I don't need to go to the Bahamas to have a vacation, you know? I mean, I'm here on Cleveland. I'm on vacation, you know? And next week in Huntsville, I'll be on vacation. In Tokyo, I'll be on vacation. It's a great, it's a great life. John, thank you so much for taking the time. Guys, make sure you check out All Elite Wrestling Dynamite every Wednesday, TNT, 8 p.m. We're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.